everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here today to introduce a brand new series on the Kerr Reviews podcast. It is called News of the Month, where I talk about a couple of different entertainment news stories that feel important and or interesting to me. The way I'm planning to do this series is by recording at the end of month A and release the episode at the beginning of month B. So the stories you'll be hearing me talk about this month are from February of 2020. I've collected two interesting news stories from last month, so let's talk about them, shall we? Just as we're getting a film reboot of West Side Story later this year, another well-regarded movie musical is getting one too, despite people questioning whether or not it even feels necessary. Greg Berlanti is set to direct a new film adaptation of Alan Menken and Howard Ashman's beloved 1982 cult musical Little Shop of Horrors. Chris Evans is in talk to play Orrin Scrivello DDS, while Taron Edgerton and Scarlett Johansson are circling the lead roles of Seymour and Audrey. Meanwhile, Billy Porter has apparently signed on to voice the vicious plant Audrey 2. You can already count me as one of those people who thinks this reboot feels completely unnecessary. The 1986 film adaptation of Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Frank Oz, is one of my all-time favorite movie musicals. So why bother messing with something that already worked so well the first time around? With West Side Story, I can understand what that reboot has going for it is that they have a culturally appropriate cast that's not going to have their singing dubbed this time around. Whether or not those factors will end up being enough to set it apart from the 1961 classic remains to be seen. With Little Shop of Horrors, what's the point of doing another movie of that? I mean, sure, the 1986 version changed the ending of the stage version, but, you know, that was obviously because of, you know, the response from test screenings, so they had to completely revamp the ending for theatrical release. But the original ending can now be seen on the director's cut of the Blu-ray and DVD release of the film. So if this reboot plans to use the original ending... It feels even more pointless because now audiences have access to the original ending through the aforementioned Blu-ray release. If you're going to introduce a new generation to something like Little Shop of Horrors, why make a new film adaptation when you could just show them the 1986 version or a stage production for that matter? It's not that hard. Rebooting or remaking a movie is not the same thing as producing a Broadway revival, because a great work can spend decades off the Broadway stage before it returns to dazzle a whole new generation of theatergoers. Conversely, movies live forever on the DVD shelf or can be instantly accessed through streaming services. There's always a way to see them. Not to mention that the 1986 version used practical effects for the plant, where the live actors actually had something to play off of. This new version is likely going to use CGI. It's always more challenging for an actor to play off of nothing and have to imagine their scene partner in their heads. I respect the talent that appears to be signing on very well. I thought Taron Edgerton gave an incredible performance as Elton John in Rocketman last year, but if he wants to do another movie musical, why not Fierro and Wicked? Scarlett Johansson is a great actress. Chris Evans is a very likable actor. 
But they'd all have some big shoes to fill because Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, and Steve Martin were all perfection in the 1986 version. Though I do like the idea of Billy Porter voicing Audrey too. I can totally hear him nailing a vicious voice like that. As for how the movie itself will turn out, only time will tell. Speaking of West Side Story, we now know what the next film Steven Spielberg won't be directing is, and that would be the fifth Indiana Jones film. For those who may or may not already know, Lucasfilm, which has been owned by Disney since 2012, announced a fifth installment of the beloved franchise back in 2016, with Harrison Ford set to reprise his iconic role. This would mark the very first Indiana Jones film that Spielberg won't be directing. He'll still be involved as producer, but James Mangold is now in talks to take over. Mangold is just coming off of the box office success of his Oscar-winning film, Ford v. Ferrari. This is also the latest of several announced projects he's been attached to. He was previously announced to be directing a Bob Dylan biographical film starring Timothy Chalamet. As for my thoughts on this, I'm very interested in seeing how this will turn out. The first three Indiana Jones films are treasured classics in the action-adventure genre, though the fourth one, which was 2008's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, was seen as a letdown by fans of the franchise, mainly for its departure from the action-adventure routes to science fiction. In recent years, Spielberg said that while he is proud of the film, he has admitted that had he been given another shot, he absolutely would have made a completely different movie. One interesting thing I'd like to point out is that so far, whenever Steven Spielberg directed at least the first installment of a franchise that spawned sequels he didn't direct, they haven't fared as well. After becoming a huge celebrity from Jaws back in 1975, he did not go on to direct any of the three sequels, and each of them didn't quite live up to the original. While Spielberg did direct the first Jurassic Park sequel in 1997, titled The Lost World, he didn't go on to be at the helm of every installment after that, and they have each seemed to have missed the mark entirely. Though if James Mangold does sign on to direct Indiana Jones 5, it would be a positive step in the right direction, as I think he's not only a talented filmmaker, but also a very versatile one as well. He can do action movies like 2013's The Wolverine, 2017's Logan, and last year's Ford v. Ferrari, as well as character-driven dramas like 1999's Girl Interrupted and 2005's Walk the Line. So let's keep our fingers crossed that this whole project ends up working out. Last bit of news for this month is a quick one. At his most recent trial, former movie mogul Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of his sexual misconduct allegations. He'll be facing 5 to 25 years for the criminal assault conviction and 18 months to 4 years for the third degree rape conviction. He will be sentenced on March 11th. All I can say right now is good riddance, Harvey, because you may have been a master when it comes to Oscar campaigning, but you certainly have to pay for all the sins you've committed to those innocent women. So that just about does it for the news of this month. Once again, you can expect new episodes of this series at the beginning of every month. So I, of course, will be back at the beginning of April to discuss any bit of entertainment news that I found interesting and or important, because either way, 
they'll at least be worth talking about. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratesthispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.